I'm a hustler, baby. I just want you to know where I'm at. I've been down before, and I just want to love you. Good morning, everybody. This is the Coffee Schmooze podcast. January has been long up and running, but the new year is behind us, and the hustle has to begin again. We all are hustling. It's just kind of a re-breaking in into the hustler mentality. The hustle, the hustle, the hustle. The hustle is my favorite part of it all. It's really my favorite part. I like getting the business. I like making the sale. I have the salesman in me. The uncertainty of where the money is coming from is what creates the rush. The grind creates the tension, and then once you get what you want, the tension's released, and then it feels good. So I'm out here, and I'm grinding. I didn't have to grind for many months. I had a nice, smooth, smooth book of business. Everything was smooth. But then the new year came. December came, new year, everyone takes a break, and now you got you to gotta stir it up again. You got you to... Gotta, you know, you got to get it going. So it's a different mentality. It's a hustler's mentality. Hustle, hustle, hustle. There's, I feel so lucky. I feel so lucky because I live down the street from all of the, all of the things I need are on one block. That's what's so magnificent about New York City. There's a grocery store on my block. There's a yoga studio on my block. There's a massage parlor on my block. And there's this bar called Moe's Bar Lounge and Grill. Maybe no grill. Maybe just Moe's Bar. And Moe's Bar is a black-owned bar, and it's really only black people go there. It's um, It's not for white hipsters. It really isn't. And they have a performance space in the back. And one day I saw they had an open mic. So I was like, fuck, I want to go do that. That's so convenient. That's so convenient. Walk down the stairs, down the block, and go to an open mic. And it also would be nice because I wouldn't be going to the same open mic, seeing the same people because it's at a black bar. So it's, a, it's kind of a different circuit. The world of comedy is segregated. But I always enjoy going to black open mics as opposed to white open mics. Because black open mics, you tend to get more time. You can go longer. White open mics are strict. You know, everyone gets five minutes, da 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 and it's like everyone's just kind of sitting there waiting for their turn. And it's a tension. Tents and, 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 and my experience at black open mics is you can go up there and talk your shit. You can get your time. It's loose. It's fun. There's audience interaction. There's a lot of times there's audience members. It's um, more like a show, but it's a it's a loose jam. 
And I like this. I like, I prefer this vibe. I prefer this vibe. It just, it connects to my soul. So I go to, I go and I sign up. I sign up with uh, the guy, JC Best. It's a New York comic. Older dude, big, strong, very handsome guy. Beautiful, beautiful guy. And uh, the other host is Whitney Chanel. She's a lesbian, small, tough, tough lesbian. And so I, you know, I signed my name up. I said, hey, I'm going to be back in an hour. And my intention was I was just going to go talk some shit. Oh, did I already? No, I didn't tell this story. So I was going to go talk some shit, right? I was in the mic and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go just talk talk my shit. I don't really have jokes. I just need to get some things off my chest. You know, here at this time, I was still, I was still a little raw, a little raw from my breakup. So I just need to get some things off my chest. I show back up at the mic at 9 o'clock, and it's a fucking show. There's like 40 people packed in the back room. All these real kind of professional comics were going up, killing shit, like like killing. Just set up punchline, set up punchline, set up punchline. The room was boom, 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 boom with laughter. It was amazing. And I was like, holy shit, like I can't, I can't just like... Like, I can't just go and do this. I've never I've never performed for an all-black room. I don't know how my material would go over. I wasn't ready. I got scared. So I went up to JC, and I was like, man, I don't I don't know if I can do this. He was like, chill, man, chill. Like, you, you'll be fine. Just, like, get a drink. Get a drink. Relax. So I get a drink, and I'm sitting there, and then they kept being like, you'll go next. You'll go next. But they kept bumping me. I waited for, like, another hour and a half. And finally, I said, "Hey, man, what's the deal?" And he was, he was like, "But he was like, oh, you said you didn't want da da da." I said, "Look, I'm a stand up, okay? I got nervous, but I'm a stand up. I know how to do this. You put me up, man. I'm tired of this shit." And so he did, and he was, and I, I, he was like, "Dude, just before he put me up, he was like, Dude. I was like, I'm nervous, I'm stressed," and he said, "Dude, just talk about how you feel. Go up there and talk about how you're feeling in the present moment." So I went up and uh, just had like the best set of my life. Just just the best set of my fucking life. It was it was me and then a room full of black people, but we were just connecting and it just I felt it felt like riding a big wave. Like when you're if you feel so in the present. There's no uh, there's no better feeling and you know that's where all the good shit is in the present. When you're fully present, there's no, and it just fit, that's the way it felt. It felt like I just like all this energy was coming from my brain down to my feet, spreading across the floor of the the venue and like connecting with all the people in the room. It was amazing. And then the next day, two days later, I got COVID and was out for ten days. And I just think that's how the universe works. I just think you got to be balanced out a little bit. You get your high, you get your low, and then boom, you're balanced. But it was amazing. Right down the street from me, 50 steps. 
And uh, so I've been going back to this uh, this show, No Holds Bar, ever since. I've been back two more times, and it's so much fucking fun. It is. It's so much fun. I um, I help the hosts set up some social media accounts for them, you know. And so in turn, they they're like, "We'll give you free drinks, and you get as much time as you want." So I've been going up and doing these long sets, and and um, being the only white gentleman in the bar. But I just, I just, you know, I was talking with JC after after my set the other night. He's like. He's like, he's like, you're, he's like, you're, you're funny, man. You're funny. Like you got it, man. You're funny. But like, you're taking the, like, you're taking these long breaks in between jokes, you know? And, and he's like, he's like, like a black audience, David, they want momentum. They want momentum. It's like, you gotta do one joke after another joke, after another joke, after another joke, like none of these long breaks, you know? Cause like I'll do, I would do a joke. And since it was like, Part of the humor was that there was just such a dis. It was just such a cultural disconnect, and like I was just, I was like, it was a quiet night, and it was just you know comics, and then three kind of like middle aged ladies who were you know just kind of doing their thing, and it just was like I was just saying like my fucked up material, you know, and then just being like very just like waiting, just like soaking in the silence, and. You know, he was like, dude, people are laughing. They think it's funny, but they're, in, it's like, you got to keep going. Like you got to, you got to just bang them. He's like, he's like, that's for, a black audience wants momentum, David. Like none of the stopping shit. That was a great lesson. And then the other lesson was, um, oh, this is what he said. He's like, he's like the thing, he's like, the thing about a black audience is that they, they think it's like, they think it's, um, a conversation. He's like, they look at you and they think it's a conversation and they can just talk and they don't realize it's a show. And I said, JC, the, the best part of the black audience is the fact that they are talking to you. Like, that's the best part. That's the beauty. I love that. I was like, that's the energy. Cause then we're all in this together. Then it's just like this incredible pulsing vibe. So I liked that. I liked that a lot. That was my, it was one of my favorite, it's my favorite, it's my favorite mic and show to go to. It's, it's, every week it's different. It's a little crazy. There's always people. You get so much time and the, the hosts are awesome comics like JC and Whitney Chanel. They're awesome. And they do this vibe, like both of them are talking into the microphone and they're, they're in between sets. They're like just talking their shit. And then there's a DJ and she kills. It's right down the fucking street. It's right down the fucking street. It's just comedy class. I just go and, you know, learn how to do comedy. Like I've, I was, there's this, there's this thing, this old joke, this old joke that I had been working on. Not, it's not even a joke. It just came to me when I was like first starting comedy in LA I would just say this thing like if your your favorite NBA player is white, you're a racist. You know, that was like the thing. And I said that and it was quite and then JC from the audience was like, yo, that's a premise, dog. You gotta keep going. You gotta explain. You gotta expand on it. You gotta go deeper. 
you know? So then at the mic, then I started going, I was, and I started talking my shit, and I was just like, man, this is such a fucking addicting thing to do. This is such, it's, comedy is like surfing. Like, it is, you only can, it's just like, it brings you so much to the present, and it's different every time, and it's just, it's, it's so much based on like like a vibe and a feeling of the environment, but you also have to keep learning, and um, it makes you it makes you feel better, and it's just such a it's so I'm so fucking addicted to it. I am so addicted to it. It's just you get to go out at night to all these like little dirty fucked up bars. And just hear people say crazy shit. Crazy shit. And you get to learn from all these different perspectives and see all these characters. And then it's gone into a part where it's like, all right, you need to learn how to write a fucking joke. You got to learn how to write a, a joke. And that is so hard. That is so hard. But you have to do it. You have to learn how to write jokes. So I'm learning how to write jokes because it's it's worth it. It's like, man, I if I'm gonna if I'm gonna keep going out at night, if I'm gonna keep doing this thing, which I haven't stopped doing, you might as well learn how to write a fucking joke. Well, I have some jokes, but you see great joke writers, you're like, holy shit, that is that is that's how you do it. But you know, I'm in this improv. I did this improv class to make friends, and I was drinking and hanging with the teacher after our final show. And I was, I was, we were just talking shop and he was like, I hate stand up. It's like the same formula. It's so restrictive. Da, 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 da. And I was like, on the one hand, I agreed. I was like, I agree. You know, it's like way more fun to just like be, be like improv, be blah, 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 blah. But like there's power to a, to a, that has value for some reason, like a well-structured joke, there's power in there, you know, and like, you really have to do both. And his strength obviously was improv. He's an improv teacher. My strength obviously is just making shit up on the spot and my essence and my, my flow. But when a punchline has the punchline is where the value is. You have to learn how to do a fucking punchline. So that's what I'm learning, but it is, you know, it's, it's like, um, you're like chasing the dragon, you know, but what else, what else are you going to do? I don't do anything else. I don't do, I don't, you know, I don't do drugs. I can barely drink. I'm, I'm a, I'm a very poor drinker. I'll drink, I drank, I drank on Sunday and I'm just getting over the hangover on Wednesday, just getting over it, you know? There's, there's nothing to do. I have nothing else to do. So I'm doing, I'm doing comedy, you know, I'm doing, and it's, it's not, it's like, it doesn't even, it's like you're, you're doing it. I'm doing comedy, you know, I'm out here doing comedy. That's what the fuck I'm doing. I'm out here doing comedy and, uh, you know, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing comedy. And so, you know, that's what's happening. It's like. It's such a stupid thing to do. It's such a stupid fucking choice. And it's like, it's only, it's only, um, and it's just, 
you're literally, you're not hiding at all. You're like, you're literally, when you're doing comedy, you're like, I am fucked up. I am a fucked up person. I am tangled and destroyed. Like, And that's what, I always knew I was funny. I always knew I was a funny person. But then starting comedy, I learned why I was funny. It's because I'm fucked up. You know? But not just fucked up, I'm able to articulate. I'm, you know... I'm I'm screwed up, but I'm able to articulate how I'm screwed up. I think everybody's fucked up, but I'm able to articulate it. And, you know, and then, yeah, I don't think it's just, I actually take all that back. I don't, I mean, I think, I think part of being funny is being fucked up or coming from an oppressed people. You know, Jews are funny. Jews tend to be funny people. Jews are funny, you know, the, the, that's what it is. Jews are funny. And so, so that's it. But yeah. Cause you can be fucked up. You see a lot of people in comedy who are fucked up people, but they're not so funny. There was, there was a comedian who told me she was like, it's like we were talking about, she, she's in it. She does software design. And I was like, Oh, that's good for comedy. That's really mathematical. Like a lot of comedians, have math backgrounds or, you know, work in tech. Like Jerry Seinfeld studied math in college. Um, and she was like, yeah, but this comedian Rich Voss was telling me that's like he was a meth head, right? And he was in he was in rehab and he said there's a difference between the people who were meth heads and the people who just went to drug counseling school. You know, he's like there's an innate difference. He said that's the same thing with comedy. You can learn comedy. You can learn set up punchline. You can you can learn it and treat it like a magic trick, but there's something about the essence. Like, are you really a funny person? That's that's the difference. Um. So. So yeah, I mean, look. At the end of the day, there's just me and an open micer chatting, chatting about comedy philosophy which which is obnoxious i'm sure i'm sure if if you weren't interested in this you'd find this obnoxious but but it's you know it's what i woke up feeling passionate about today is what i woke up feeling passionate about you know i love a dirty mic i love i love i love i love a dirty mic i love it i love a shitty fucked up dirty mic I love it. It feels so good to get up on. It's just, it's just get the demons out. You got to go talking to the microphone. You got to get the demons out. That's what it is. Go talk your shit. Go ahead and talk your fucking shit. That's what it's all about. So, so it's been, you know, it's been good. It's been fun. We're having fun. Everybody's having fun. My cat, he's having fun. He's more loving and cuddly than he has ever been before. We're truly, truly best friends. It's because I have become more vulnerable and more giving in my love. And he can feel it. Isn't that right, Moishi? Isn't that right? And that is the story that is what is going on
Yes. <laughs>